Welcome, 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 everybody. Episode three of Estate Maids coming at you. Excited to be here. What do, you, what do you think, Brandon? We are in Columbia, Illinois. We're going to be bringing on Mandy McGuire Group today. What are we talking about? Let's tell them. We're going to talk about brand voice today. It's going to be like a continuation from our episode two. You know, we talked about death taxes and video with the Warner Hall Group. But within that conversation, we talked a lot about like consistency and a brand voice and what that can mean for you and your real estate business. So I, I'm, I'm pumped. I think Mandy's going to give us a lot of great insights into into a brand voice and uh you're going to be able to take that with you as a real estate agent and and help your business so i'm pumped she's one of the best in the business on this side of the river and i'm excited to hear more from her yeah let's uh let's jump into it let's go this is nick and brandon and we're here to talk about real estate and media you ready let's go hey everybody welcome back episode three of state mates Happy to have Mandy McGuire with us today. Welcome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We are excited that you're here today because um, as we, we kind of already set up in the in the introduction, we're going to talk a lot about brand voice and Brandon and I really respect what you've done establishing your brand voice like over here in your market. Um, so we'll get into that and we'll get into what, you know, successes you've had or uh, things you've done to kind of do that. But uh, we're happy to have you. Before we jump into the meat of this thing, do you want to just introduce yourself and let everybody know kind of who you are and what you're all about? Sure. Um, I don't know what you said before, so I may repeat. Pretend we said nothing. Okay. All yeah. right. Perfect. Uh, my name is Mandy McGuire, and I've been in real estate since 2004. Uh, started as an independent agent and a couple of years ago decided that wanted to try this team thing, see how it works out, more so to give other people the opportunity that I had and to help leverage some of my time um, and started the real estate company because um, Keller Williams was not here in Southern Illinois at the time. So opened up our first office and hit the ground running. So very exciting things. I never thought five years ago I would be in this position. Always said, I don't want a big team. I don't want to do that kind of thing. I want my time. And now I realize why people do it and yeah. not looking back. And so your team now, where are you at? So we have 13 total on the team. Four of them are admin. And so there's nine agents. Um, one of the admin is licensed because she does a lot of our paperwork. And um, we did 60, no, 65 million last year, about 365 transactions. Our first really full year in the business, we did 200 and. 50 and then this year we're on track to do over 400. Wow. Well, you must know what you're doing then. I think we got it down. <laughs> yeah. I think we do an all right job. So you're so tell me a little bit more like again on your background like did you grow up around real estate like what why real estate? Like what got you into that? You know, have you ever met a real estate agent that said I'm going to school to be a realtor? No. Right. No none <laughs> of us one. did. No. no. So we all start in different avenues of life and Real estate attracts us for a lot of different reasons. So I went to college and um, had a great time, came home and was working <laughs> that summer and was on my way to law school, ironically, but wow. did okay. not want to work that much. Big difference. Right. <laughs> and, you know, thought, why would I go work that often and that hard? And I'll do this real estate thing or I'll try it. So a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you try this? So you could do this while you're in, in law school if you decide that's what you want to do. And you know a lot of people. So I grew up around here, um, small town. My dad was in the construction world and, you know, half my family lives here. I think she did that to leverage me because she knew I would bring in a lot of business. <laughs> but my first year, I really enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I do have the freedom. You do it. It's not like you don't work, but you do have flexibility over your schedule. 
um, and had a really good first year in the business. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this full time. So I quit my second job and dove head first. And here we are. That's cool. And then just kind of set the scene for some people. So we're in Columbia, Illinois, which is a uh, smaller town. How many people are in Columbia? We have about 12,000 okay. and there's only about 4,000 rooftops. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's hmm. interesting. So yeah, Columbia, interesting. Columbia is just outside of um, St. Louis, like St. Louis proper. Uh, on 20 minutes, 25 minutes to kind of downtown. So it's just on the outskirts of kind of a, a bigger metropolitan area, but it's, it's on the Illinois side of the river and it's got this, it's a small, uh, family, uh, very mm-hmm. close knit community type feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's not a lot of real estate agents here, but I would say that you've done a really good job of establishing yourself as like the Columbia go-to agent. Would you say that? You feel that Thank way? you. Um, we like to think so. I think um, the way we started was really just being us and being that hometown person. You know, people could ask us questions and we didn't, you know, shelf them off or tell them, oh, we'll get back to you. You know, we really just took time and paid attention to their needs and wants and um, I think that gave us our first step towards that direction. And now we truly do live here. We work here. We play here. You know, we're involved in the community and that's because we do love it. And we don't just say it. We actually live it and people see that. So yeah. so on that, you said first step. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the first step. You don't yeah. obviously just plant your roots and, hey, I'm here. Come yeah. come sell your houses. Like what's that first step to building your brand and, and ultimately, you know, bringing people on board to trust you? That's a great question. I think for... Me specifically, it was more, what are we? Who are we as a whole? You know, there was a group of four of us. We sat around a table and said, you know, we already had the logo designed and that was a process in itself. Um, and it had some things in it that really made us think, you know, what is this that we want to do? We want, we say we're different, but how are we different? And understanding how we were different, what we were doing differently, you know, and this business is an amazing business, but so many times you meet people that, had a bad experience. And we want to make sure that people have that great experience every time. So we treat people, you know, like our family, just like our, our logo says. Um, but the other part of it is just really identifying who you are and that you can actually live it. Because some people say, you know, oh, we're your hometown real estate experts or whatever they say, but they live in another county. And it's like, how can you say that if you don't actually live right, it? Right. Mm-hmm. So so that's a big thing of building your brand is figuring out how what is your differentiator? So you mm-hmm. just named a couple. What would you say is your number one like aha moment of like, this is why we're different? Today, I think the biggest reason we're different is we actually, as a team, get together. We like each other. We truly work as a team where you can meet real estate teams that have a bunch of agents on it and they don't even know what the next person's doing. They don't know where they're at. You know, we have multiple communications throughout the day like, hey, I need help with this or can somebody grab that for me? We really truly work together and people see that. And it's probably the most you know, that mom moment where you're just so proud where somebody says that to you right. out in the public. Oh my gosh, you guys really do like each other and you can tell and you work well together. It's I mean, like, that, that's rare. A lot of people yeah. can say, oh, we're a team, but they don't, they don't work well together. And they don't, you know, you stay in your lane kind of same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of stuff that we go through with, with different clients and stuff. It's like, focus on what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And if that means that you're working good as a team, then I mean, that's yeah. now your availability. There's always somebody available. It just seems like it would be kind of your firing on us all in our cylinders. Yeah, I think so. And then the second part of that is just, you know, we say we're live where you love and we truly do come out and help the community and we're a part of it and not just pretend. 
Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. I think community is like just so big in the real estate industry in general. And a lot of people try to execute on like saying they're within the community. But what you just hit on is truly love your community. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're genuine about that, then it'll show in your brand voice. Because, yeah. um, you know, we, we're talking when you talk about brand voice, a lot of times you're thinking like, oh, okay, it has to be in your aesthetic and your colors and your logos. And that's true. And we'll get into that. But behind that, like the humanity of it, mm-hmm. that's also who you are, right? Because you're trying to build this persona and your persona is, I am Columbia, Illinois, mm-hmm. or I am the Columbia and surrounding area because I live here and I love here and my daughters are here and whatever it may be. And I'm ingrained in the community. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that's part of what your team has done so well. I think so. I mean, we, like I said, we go out and we'll do things because we want to, not because we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other part of it. When you say, you know, I'm a part of the community and you go to a, a chamber meeting or you go to something just to be seen, mm-hmm. people are going to feel that and they're going to know. And, you know, when you go there and you help and you volunteer and you give back or you hear somebody say something like, oh, I'm going to open this business. And, oh, my gosh, that's great. How can we help you? You know, I you know, it's not because we want to help you find a space. You already have that. We just want to help you. We want to see business succeed here. Yeah. So obviously for, for, in my opinion, real estate is relationships, like mm-hmm. purely, really, that's where it all starts. Yeah. Um, so, and I know you just touched on a little bit, but what are some of the different community outreaches and stuff? Like, how do you, how would you tell a brand new agent? Like, Hey, this is how you can establish yourself. What is it events? Like, what does that look like? Um, it's funny you ask that because, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't have the money to go out and do an event for the community. And when I was an individual agent, I didn't do it either. So I found the groups that did the events, you know, the movies in the park or the bike parade or things like that. And I just joined the group and helped, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money doing it. Sweat equity. Yeah. And then people see you as a part of that group doing something for the community and they associate you with that. And then now today we do movies here at the office and, you know, we do other fun things for the community ourselves because we have more people, honestly, because we have more people to help me do it. I'm not doing it by myself, you know, but it just, it's, it's just all of that. So there's always a way to do it and it doesn't cost a million dollars. It's just finding again, what you like, you know, there's agents that I would never ask to go be a part of the bike parade because they don't have children and it would look a little fake for them to be there. So the agents that do have kids, we all go, we wear our shirts, we, you know, interact with everybody and we're a part of it just like everyone else. That's so you just brought something that was like, wear our shirts and things like mm-hmm. that. I was going to ask you cause your team's growing, right. Mm-hmm. And it's a little different than it was a couple years ago. Yeah. How do you get like your team to reflect your brand voice, right? Because it's really like Mandy's voice in a way, right? And I know you said you sat down with four people to, to establish it, but you know, it's a reflection of you and your vision. So like, how do you get your team to, to reflect that always? That's a great question. Um, number one, I would say people, especially right now, everybody thinks real estate's a great, easy gig. I'm going to go try it, get my real estate license. We get people that walk through the door all the time. I don't ever have to go recruit. People come here and then when we meet, I know whether or not they're going to fit our culture and make a difference mm-hmm. for us and not, and it's got to be a win-win. So they have to fit our culture and then I will help them, you know, succeed at whatever they want to do. So that's number one. But the other part of it is it's not my voice. I love hearing you say that, but you know, I truly ingrain all of these people mm-hmm. into whatever it is we're going to do. You know, yeah, we created this kind of image a couple of years ago, but they have to buy into it. And if they don't, they're not going to fit. They're not going to stay. I'm not going to have to tell them to leave. They're not going to mm-hmm. stay. Um, but 
they want to do it too because it's them. I know it's weird because it's my name, but it really is us as a group and they you know, they buy into it as us as a team and how we're going to mm. help each other. That's super important. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a collective voice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the group mm-hmm. as one. That's a, that's a really good insight. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cool. Going real quick, you mentioned too, you know, oh, I had the logo when I got started. Obviously you have a beautiful space here. I mean, we, you know, it, it's fairly new, right? You just moved yeah. in here. How long ago was it? Not very long ago. Technically June we opened. Okay. So, I mean, we kind of saw it as it was progressing yeah. as well. So you haven't always had this space. You haven't always had the following. You haven't always had yeah. the big team. Um, I think a lot of people get scared kind of like in our last podcast with videos, you got to just do it. Oh, and you yeah. kind of said that like with events, you just got to go do it. You may not have the money or this and that, but there's a way to do something. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. get off your butt and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I mean, what would you recommend to people as far as like, Hey, I, this is where you start your brand, but don't, you don't feel like you got to be here, you know, way yeah. up here to start. Like yeah. you got to start somewhere. Can I just say real quick before you answer that too, that I just love that we're talking about brand <laughs> voice sitting in this room that is multicolored. Colorful. It's a brand new old, it's an older house that yeah. you rehabbed and you have put your touch on it. Like there's uh-huh. bright colors and there's clean looks. I would and, expect nothing less when I walk in here. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, it's, it's really was, beautiful. That's kind of what we were ho- hoping for. So I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's really, really cool because again, you got to put your mark on things, and I yeah. think you've done a great job of that here. I just love that we're recording this here. So, yeah. But all that being said, like you didn't have this from the start, right? You're right. So, right. I mean, what? How do you? How would you tell people? Hey, just just start somewhere. Like you're not. You don't have yeah. to get here right away, but you can go here quickly if you're good at what you do. If you're like me and most other salespeople, you tend to overthink all of that. So, mm. you know, find a good person to help a keep you on task or get started and let them take care of all the details. But, you know, the logo thing, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be, you know, overthought. And I think that's our our biggest problem as most agents is we overthink those things because we're just not good at them. You know, we need that, that creative right. person doing mm-hmm. it for us. Um, and once you get that, just building on it, like you said, it's not something that happens overnight. You know, when I first started, I wore my name tag. It was a cheap little plastic name tag. I wore it everywhere because I wanted people to ask me about real estate. You know, I didn't have my logo yet, but I had that. And they're like, oh, I see that. What can you tell me about that house down the street or whatever? So, you know, it's just the baby steps up to where you where you can go. Momentum. Yeah. Momentum is so, big. So where do you want to go with your brand? <laughs> Great question. It's kind of a random question, I know, yeah. but hopefully that you have something there that, I mean, you have to have something or you look into just to the moon and back. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter to you. What's your, what are your thoughts? So yeah, we have a vision, a five, 10 year plan that in, it goes up to 15 and it changes all the time, obviously. But, sure. um, I would with Keller Williams behind us, we have the ability to do a little bit more and have that brand because it is in a lot of different places, um, to have a, what we would call an expansion team in a couple of different areas. So I would like to see at least two more of those in the next two years, hopefully, nice. when in Florida, so I can go there and write it off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're looking at Florida, too. Maybe we can Yay. all go together. Perfect. Um, I, you said some five to 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. How uh, how prominent do you think that is in the real estate industry for like people to have that? Hmm. I think if you... Okay, let me start by saying, if you are a serious realtor and take this business and treat it like a business and not just wing it like a lot of people do you should have at least something written down. It's not up here. It's something on paper that you, it's your goals, it's your dreams, it's your aspirations. And like I said, I revisit it every year because it always changes. Sometimes I get to the end of the year, I'm like, well, 
we definitely hit that already. So let's make it a little bit bigger. Or you know what? I'm going to change that because now I have an office on Main Street. I don't need to think about this or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So I think it's very important to have that written down, but it also is very important to revisit it at least every year to update. Yeah. Yeah. Within the real estate industry, I always like to, to think about like, what, what can we do better? Uh, what can agents do better to uh, kind of expand their business and make it successful? Another thing is just establishing that brand. And I know we've talked a little bit about that right now, but what, how do you, how can you articulate the importance of that? You know, cause I know within your community, people know Manny McGuire. They're like, I think it, I, I would guess if I went into a coffee shop and asked if people know the Manny McGuire group, they would probably say, yeah, they've seen your signs or whatever it may be. But can you kind of articulate the importance of having a consistent brand, especially within a community like this? I think you just kind of wrapped it up there at the end. It's mm-hmm. being consistent, you know, mm-hmm. having, you know, this office obviously is bright colors. It's not the red and black that is the Keller Williams or that matches our logo, but it's also consistent with who we are. You know, you don't always have to have the same color and the same style or the same, you know, just like our five-year plan. It doesn't have to be this book that you have to follow to a T, but just being consistent with the personality and what you say you're going to do. And, you know, I know a couple of people that I network with across the country, they just changed their brand. You know, they went from whatever to making it turquoise and the seashell because it meant something to them. And, you know, she's doing great with it because that's who she is and people can put her with that, mm-hmm. you know, so keeping it consistent, but also making sure it's who you are. And, you know, if we ended up in four other places, would we have to maybe update our brand? Probably a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, would this go, you know, the hometown feel go the same that it would here as in Florida on the beach? Maybe, maybe not, you know, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. I, I talked to Brandon about this a lot, but the consistency, I think it's so important because you want to be remembered in some way, right? When your customers are thinking about, or your clients, they're thinking about who they may want to use because they're thinking about putting their house in the market. Or for us, if if somebody's thinking about, hey, I just had a listing and I need photography or whatever it may be, we just want, you want to be what pops up into somebody's mm-hmm. mind, right? And if it's a good, good aesthetic or if it's a good message or whatever it is, all that stuff that makes a good brand voice, it can allow you to pop up into somebody's mind. And the biggest word I think there is consistency mm-hmm. and so that you're remembered, I guess. Definitely consistency because yeah. if they're coming to you in the first place, it's probably because you have the consistency. You've, they've recognized you in the community. They've seen your stuff. So yeah, I agree. Consistency is for anything you're working on. Consistency is good. Yeah. So definitely in your brand voice for sure. I mean, whenever people talk about sales, don't they say it's like, I mean, something obnoxious. It's like 10, 12 touch points before somebody remembers you yeah. or something like that. Right. How do we do that as just like developing our brand? And it's it's consistency. consistency. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. And consistently talking to them, even if it's not mm. about selling their house today or selling it tomorrow or, you know, maybe they're not going to move for 10 years, but just keeping you in front of them is a, the worst mistake we make. And it's the one thing that's going to make you the most money. Mm. Relationships. All about it. And and if you're not, you're missing an opportunity to, to again, uh, show your brand personality, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's not just talking to them. It's not just sending them an email that says, hey, I'm here. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, being who you are and um, reflecting the brand voice that you've kind of decided mm-hmm. that you want to be, right? Yeah. And going back to, you know, as starting out, not having the funds to, you know, create some of these things, 
you know, the best thing that we used to do and still do to this day is calling our clients and saying, Hey, did you guys know 4th of July is coming up and Columbia has this and we do this and, you know, telling them about it. We on our website, we have a, um, summer camp link. So all the summer camps around here, just because that's what we want to do for our, for our clients. You know, we call them clients for life for a reason, because we want to keep providing value to them, knowing they're not going to sell their house tomorrow because they just bought one, but they may know somebody or they may not. And they're just, you know, getting the benefit of being, having worked with us at some point. So mm-hmm. going to that too, um, another word I always think of is retention, because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people overlook. They're sell, sell, sell. You get it in the door. Great. You sell their house and you're on to the next one. Well, don't, they're going to have probably have kids that are down the line. They may have relatives that they refer. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. referral network with building your brand, I assume was a big part of what you're doing. Yeah. So again, I always go back to when I started because I feel like sometimes when I was watching this or listening to this, oh, that person has a big team. They have the extra money to do that and would really kind of write off what they were saying sometimes. So, um, you know, when I first started, I didn't spend a dime on marketing. I really didn't. I called people. I talked to people. I was always in front of people in all kinds of different ways. Wore my name tag to the grocery store, hoping somebody would ask me about real estate, you know, <laughs> right. and it, you know, wearing my name tag to pick up my kids from school, all of that, you know, so it was, it's, it's not hard. And I tell people all the time, this business is not rocket science. It's just doing it. And that's where most people fail is they think, oh, it's easy. I'll just get three of my friends to buy a house and I'll make some money. Well, yeah, but when they're done, mm-hmm. what are you going to do then? You know, you got to keep going. Yeah. So once again, the consistency, the consistent term I keep hearing here is just yeah. do it. You just got to, you, you've got to get out there and do it and be comfortable. Yeah. Nike was onto something, weren't they? Confident. Just, just do um, it. So what, what, have you done that you think you would have done differently Mm. in your last several years as Mm. you've been growing this brand? Great question. I'm also a very positive person. So I feel like every mistake I've made has made me better. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to think about what could I have done differently? Um, if you're, if you're that good, you're that good. (laughs) I heard a, I heard a really good quote and I think it kind of encapsulates this. So it's good decisions come from experience But experience comes from bad decisions. So as we go, we make bad decisions. We learn from it. We get experience. And then experience lets us, you know, create what we can um, uh, now, you know, in a good way. So I think it's really cool. But I mean, what that means is that along the way, we're obviously making some decisions that we learn from, um, which is great. So, I mean, if you haven't done anything, you know. Oh, I've made mistakes for sure. Um, You know, I guess the biggest one is, when I talked about the team and, you know, recruiting and people coming here, I, I want to help everybody. So it's mm. hard for me to tell somebody no. Um, cause I do want, you know, if they want to get into the real estate business, I feel like obviously we're the best place for them, but are they the best place for, are we the best, are they the best fit for us? Yeah. Um, and compromising that has, it, it hasn't hurt us, but I've learned that moving forward, it's, I can still help them, but they don't have to be on the team for me to help them. Mm, Yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, So, you know, I've heard a lot about, you know, staying consistent, um, making sure you're actually getting out there and doing things and, and not overthinking things. But there probably also needs to be sufficient thought that goes into it. So how often are you kind of sitting around and, evaluating what your brand to look like and feel like what you want it to. Are you having like monthly strategy sessions with kind of your core team or what does that look like from a, like a tactical standpoint? Yeah. Great question. So 
yearly, we have a conference that I get with about five or six people that I know across the country. And Mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time together sharing ideas. And, you know, and those, those events are awesome, because you get, you know, 20 new ideas, then you bring them all home and say, Okay, now what work, what will work for us? Mm -hmm. Um, And then weekly, I meet with my marketing director, and she and I kind of look at things and make sure, okay, this is a great idea, but does it work? Or what is it going to take? And how do we implement this? And, you know, then she takes the ball and goes with it if it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then quarterly also, I mean, you know, my coach and I have that same conversation. So it's check-ins throughout the year, but with, with my marketing person, it's weekly. So you can't just, um, you know, put, set it and forget it. Like a lot of us want to, yeah. you have to keep your eye on it a little bit or have somebody keep an eye on it for you. Um, so that's big. And yeah. I think a lot of people listening probably aren't going to have a marketing coordinator. Mm-hmm. At what point do you take that step to say, okay, I need somebody to help me mm-hmm. push this along? As salespeople, we are not creative. Well, most of us. I mean, yeah. we think we are, but we're we're creative in our speech, but maybe not with our pencil, right? Yeah. So that was the first person I hired for my admin, somebody that could help me stay organized, but could also go out and do the social media and the stuff that I just... I didn't have time for at the time because I was doing all, you know, I did a lot of business by myself and I had a family and all these other things. So it was really just that person keeping me going. Um, and I think that's, if you're going to hire an admin, that needs to be your first, unless you're really good at that. And then they can help you with other things. So I always say to hire what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And most of us are not good at that creative. Yeah, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah. And just the eye of like, like with you guys, the pictures and stuff, you know, she'll see things that I'll never see. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that will do some of this stuff for you pretty inexpensively, even if it's not your own person. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll help you with the creative side of it. But you also, and this is something that I, it was kind of an aha that I had back in January when I had my meeting with, you know, these people mm-hmm. is you have to schedule time for yourself to think the busier and busier we get. You know, I spend time on self-care and all that, but I never really scheduled an hour a week for myself just to think about what is what is it we want to do? How do we mm. want to do it? How does this fit in? Or, you know, just those fun brainstorming ideas that you come up with yes. yourself. So now I have in my schedule every month or every, I'm sorry, every week, one hour where I can sit and sometimes I go to the park. Sometimes I go where, wherever, sit here in this room and just think about it and really, you know, like you p- put them all down and then figure out what's going to work. I love that. I, uh, I, it's hard to believe for some people and some people probably get it. I always say that I ha, I do my best thinking on vacation. Mm-hmm. If I'm like I, earlier this year, I went to Florida and sat on the beach and was reading a book, but I think I did some of my best brainstorming sitting on that beach. And I know mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah, sure. You're having fun on vacation, but even in the car while you're driving or whatever it may be, it's just clearing your mind mm-hmm. of all the day to day noise and just, being create, trying to be creative and brainstorm about your business and how you can grow your business. Mm -hmm. And if everybody can practice that, I love that you do that. If everybody could practice that, I think it would, would help leaps and bounds. Yeah. So I think that's right. And write them down. That's big though. (laughs) Cause how, how easy is it to forget what you think about? I I carry a little notebook, but I also have the notes in my phone where I put these just sometimes crazy ideas or I'll take a picture and I'll text it to Jolene at the store calendar for Monday, you know, cause it's like, if you don't write it down or even, you know, do something to remember, you're not going to remember when it's time. Yeah. And then, then just vocalize it. Like in the meeting that you have with your marketing uh, member, like you have to vocalize it. Otherwise it's just never going to come to fruition. Right. right. It's got to be out there in the universe or it won't get done. 
So, um, no, I think that's great. Um, so how, how does building this brand and, you know, the, the successes you've had with it and obviously the success you've had within your business, how does all of this translate to success? Like, is there, is there a special sauce? Is it just, does it go back to just doing it? Like, what do you think? So my outlook on success is, you know, for me, it's reaching my goals, but your outlook or your definition of success may be a little different. So it's just a matter of knowing what you want and doing what it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, so is it that you want, you know, an extra $25,000 in your bank account? Or is it that you want to take your family on vacation? Whatever that is, means success. You know, I have agents that want to sell 100 homes. I have agents that want to sell 10. I'm not going to say one's not successful because that's their goal. That's what they want to do. So for me, my success comes from having a team that has come together. We, you know, hearing that proud mom moment of you guys actually like each other. I'm like, yes, we do. You know, it's great. But then also seeing my agents being able to reach their success, you know, because to be honest, the real estate team, I could do, you know, we could do all of this on our own. The reason most people that do this side of it and do it well, do it is to help others. And, you know, I, I want to change their lives. I want to be able to give them that life worth living and, you know, everything that we stand for. Cool. Well, can I, what, can I come join your team? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, what I get from that too is, um, you know, setting goals, obviously a lot of people don't even set those goals, but, mm-hmm. and you're not going to always, I can tell you personally, you're not always going to hit those goals, but mm-hmm. if you don't have them to push you to grow your brand, grow your business, you're never going to get there. I mean, is that, is that accurate to you? Yes. Okay. And the biggest mistake I see, I would, I would even say 70% of real estate agents make is they don't have a plan. You know, they just go out there, they sell a house, mm-hmm. they put the money in their account, then they owe for taxes. So then they work harder in February because they have a bill coming. I mean, it's insane. And I see it over and over and over. And some of these people have been doing this for 10 years. And I I did it when I first started, but then somebody said, Well, if this is if you want people to treat you like a professional, then act like one. Mm-hmm. Call this your business and make it a business and write a plan. I was like, huh. I need Love to do it. that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Plans are good. Yeah. Plans are good. So if we're going to kind of wrap this up a little bit and appreciate all your time, Mandy, but you know, if I'm thinking back on what are the really key takeaways that anybody listening can, can do to help their business, it's get ingrained in your community, mm-hmm. um, write down your thoughts and your plans, uh, be consistent with it. Right. Um, and then, uh, have goals and go out there and work towards those goals every single day. Number five is just do it. And just, just do it. Just do you it. You have to do it. So um, these, these are pieces that are important for your business and also for your brand voice. And if you're intentional about it and you write down the, you know, what you're wanting to do, and then you, you vocalize those, you get them into the world and then you have people that help you establish them, then you can develop that same brand voice. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners as a parting gift? What's the last thing other than just do it? Just do it. Um, I would say, you know, anybody can do this. I was a small town girl here in Columbia, Illinois, where there's three really big companies. And it didn't scare me because I knew if I went out and worked hard, people would see that, build that relationship because that's what's going to win the business. And 
you know, just keep moving, keep going forward. And you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're very proud of you. We're glad to be a part of your, a small part of your team, you know, and, and see your, see your growth and be a part of that. So we really appreciate you having us along the way. And anything else you want to say there, Nick? No, that's it. That's a wrap on Estate Mates episode three. Thanks everybody for listening. All right. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you.